Hey, good morning. This is Dr. Odell Glenn of the OG Inspirational Show, held every Monday from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. And I am indeed your show host. And as I do each morning or each week, the purpose of this show is to inspire you, to motivate you, to empower, to enrich the lives of others through education, career planning, from my own experiences, nonprofit organizations, various authors, faith-based communities, coaches, entrepreneurs, professionals, and small business owners. The purpose of life is to live it, to taste experience, to turn obstacles into opportunity to the utmost and to reach out eagerly and without fear for newer and richer experiences. But we have an innovative God and he is constantly challenging us to reflect his glory, to utilize the gifts and the characteristics that he has given each of us to move forward towards righteousness. And we must often be innovative in that task. And so as I do each show, I like to give you some quotes, some inspirational quotes that hopefully can carry you on the way. And today, this morning, I have about five of them. And this first quote is from Socrates. And he said, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. I'm going to repeat that. The secret of change is focus, is, is to focus on all of your energy, not on the old, but on building the new. So again, you have to build upon the new and to look forward. We can't erase the past, but we can learn from the past and we can move forward. And so build on the new. And then that is the secret of change. Another quote that I would like to share with you this morning is nothing is impossible. The world, the word itself says I'm possible. If you separate the word impossible, it means I am possible. I'm possible, right? Think about that. The next quote that I have for you this morning is today only happens once. Make it amazing. So again, we are living in a day-by-day world. We're living in a season-by-season every year. Change is happening every year. We're getting older. And so try not to look back on the past, but make it amazing. Make every opportunity count, in other words. Okay, another quote that I would like to leave with you is, as this new year approaches, Find inspiration around you and motivation within you to be all that you can be. Happy New Year. So for those who haven't heard me say it, Happy New Year. But as we are in the new year, find inspiration around you. I'm sure this radio show is a source of information, but continue to find that each and every hour and every day and motivation within you and to be all that you can be. And the last quote that I have for you today and for you, something for you to think about as you're drinking coffee in Starbucks or starting your day or your week off is failure doesn't mean the game is over. It means try again with experience. So failure, you know, you ask the greatest athletes, you ask the greatest inventors, they've all failed, but failure is part of the process. And when you're part of the process, that then creates experience. So it, failure doesn't mean game over, doesn't mean for you to quit. It means to try it again with experience. There's just so many times as a business, you can hear the word, no, someone's going to say yes, based on your persistence. And so these are some of the things that we, I hope that you can be encouraged and empowered from today's 
show. And so today we have an awesome guest here, and he is the director of the Georgia Game Developers. So you want to really pay close attention. If I was you, I would pull out a pad, pencil, a notebook, and really take down some information because this is really, I would say this is a COVID free. So let as, as I read his bio, you want to um, take down some notes. And we have, if you're into video game development or you're a developer, you're a developer yourself, you may find that this may be one of the industries that is really one of the hottest industries around. His name is Mr. Andrew Greenberg, and he is a game developer. He is the executive director of the Georgia Game Developers Association, who also serves as a mentor to many independent game developers. As a gaming advocate in Georgia, Andrew Greenberg promotes the growing number of video game development studios on tap as the Peach Street Peach State reaches $1 billion a year in economic development across the state, making it one of the fastest growing game communities in the nation. Andrew Greenberg, who is the director of the Southern Interactive Entertainment and Games Expo, also known as Siege, S-I-E-G-E, and commissioner of the Georgia Exports League, has been organizing large-scale events both domestically and internationally for decades. In addition to Siege and Gel, he also helped organize the Mythic Journals Journeys Conference that brought Deepak Chopra, Janice Ian, Robert Bell, Joyce Carl Oates, and many more to Atlanta. He has organized environmental design conferences in the United States and Mexico and helped direct the Human Forum of Puerto Rico that brought together numerous Nobel Prize winners, activists, and others to demonstrate the power of people making a difference. Greenberg chairs the DeKalb Entertainment Commission, and he also serves on the Georgia Film, Music, and Digital Entertainment Commissions. He is best known for developing and designing computer games and role-playing games. Andrew is lead developer on the recently released Fading Suns Noble Armada PC Xbox PlayStation and Switch games. Guys, after this commercial break, we have the honor of introducing as well as interviewing Mr. Andrew Greenberg. Do you need a certain SAT score to get into the college of your choice? Well, Dr. Odell Glenn can help you get it. The three-tier foundation offers online SAT prep classes. Dr. Glenn will show you test strategies and tactics needed to get the score you want. The exam is beatable with the proper coach. We are open to working with individuals, schools, and groups for six-week online sessions. Sign up at www.3tierfoundation.com forward slash SAT dash preparation. That's www.3tierfoundation.com forward slash SAT dash preparation. 
Does your child have an interest in STEM? Is he or she always asking the why questions? With four engineering degrees behind him, Dr. Glenn can help you better navigate the process. Sign up on his website at www.ogstem.com for newsletters, his upcoming book, and webinars dedicated to STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. The key to success is to plan early. It's never too early to plan. In need of a motivational speaker for your upcoming event? Dr. Glenn speaks at school graduations, public gatherings, colleges, and universities. In addition, he is a national radio personality as well as published author. Have him speak at your next in-person or online event at 3tierfoundation at gmail.com. That's the number 3tierfoundation at gmail.com. Do you have that burning desire to educate, empower, and inspire community? We here at WDRB Media provide you with such wonderful opportunities to make such a positive impact. So step out on faith and make a significant difference with your gift. We care about your voice and the impact it has. Call 1-877-342-7770 and provide them with the code 1349 to begin the process. That's 1-877-342-7770 and code 1349. Welcome back, radio audience. Um, this is the OG Inspiration Show. As mentioned, um, I introduced Mr. Andrew Greenberg, who is the executive director of the Georgia Game Developers, and he is going to talk to us today about video game development. Mr. Andrew Greenberg, can you greet the audience and tell us where you're from Absolutely, Dr. Glenn. Thank you very much for having me on the show today. I appreciate it. Great uh, being here this early in the morning. That's not the usual game developer hours, but uh, <laughs> glad to be joining you today. Yeah, so I am down in Atlanta, but the association I run, it's a trade association, covers the state. And of course, I work internationally with game developers as well. I've had the honor to go to China and elsewhere to speak on game development. So it's a fascinating international community in game development, and it continues to grow because not only does the association represent people who make games, but now we represent pretty much anyone professionally involved with video games. So this now includes live streamers, esports competitors. Obviously, we have accountants, lawyers, and more within the association. A pretty fantastic tale of growth, and certainly not limited to Georgia, California, North Carolina has a great community anchored by the, the wonderful Epic Games group. And it's amazing how these tools spread. So Epic began with this Unreal Engine that was used for games, but now their engine, again, coming out of North Carolina, is being used for architecture, interior design, Mandalorian, obviously TV production, the Weather Channel here in Atlanta use their tools, but also architecture, interior design, self-driving cars. We're seeing it used, one of our groups down here, the city of East Point uses it for their mapping for GIS and like. So it's just amazing how these game tools, techniques, and innovations have spread far beyond the gaming industry itself. Wow, 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 that, that was a mouthful. So, well, Andrew, can you tell us how people can get into game development? Do they need a degree in game development of some sorts or what would be the typical age or typical characteristics one should have if they want to become a game developer? The traditional route that people think of was that person who had the programming degree, an MFA for the artists, et cetera, who then jumped into making games. But now there are 
dozens of points of entry into this. Game development has been important for creating a number of jobs that really didn't exist before. Some of them are on the technical side. Technical artist is a high paying job in the game industry, always in high demand. These are artists who also know how to use the code. But then we also have things like community manager. Traditional businesses had customer service, but what we realized in the game industry was we didn't need someone from the company to talk to customers. We needed a representative for the community within the company itself. And that's what community managers became. And now you see these in uh, Fortune 500 companies and more live streaming. So critical to gaming now, something we didn't really think about 20 years ago has become a mainstay of everything we do in this COVID era. And that technology, those tools, came out of gaming. The folks who know how to use live streaming the best are the folks who've got those gaming skills. We still call the announcers shoutcasters based on an old piece of technology, shout.wmp, that people originally used for live streaming uh, long ago. The degree is a very good thing if you want to work for somebody else. Gaming degrees, I mean, sorry, game uh, classified ads, want ads are pretty diverse, but one thing you'll usually see is they want a four-year degree. That's to show you have the skills, but also to show that you can stick with something difficult that'll last a long time. My games almost always take more than a year to develop. And we've got uh, studios whose games take five or more years to bring to fruition. So we wanna know that you'll stick with something. But a lot of folks in our industry have gotten into it without the college degrees. They didn't do the the traditional help wanted ad. They just built that skill set. And there's so many tools now that allow anyone to do it for free. The Unreal Engine that I mentioned is for free. Most of our major tools, people can access and use on their own without paying anything as long as they have the computer to run it on. That's a whole nother question. How do we get good machines in people's (laughs) hands? But companies want you based on your talents. And at the end of the month, there's an event called the Global Game Jam, where people all over the world will be getting together for a weekend just to make games. And it's virtual this year. Usually we'll have like uh, 500 people crowding into a computer science building at uh, Kennesaw University, Kennesaw State University or Georgia, Georgia State University or something. It'll be virtual this year. So anyone can sign up to do it from home. But it is, we call it a master class in game development. It's called getting your MBA, in, your, I'm sorry, your bachelor's degree in games in a weekend. You work nonstop for weekend with other skilled individuals and you make something. You make a game that you can actually show off and be proud of. You can continue developing it afterward. But uh, that weekend of focus is exceptional. You come out of it with the portfolio piece. It used to be that we thought about programmers and artists as the main skills we needed. Then we've added designers to it. But now it's all sorts of programmers, artificial intelligence, uh, the game engine coders, physics coders, networking coders, et cetera, all sorts of artists. We need the people who make the models. We need people who make the costumes, uh, the textures, we call them. Riggers, the people who make the animation moves. Still need 2D artists. Oh, classic, looks like Pong, looks like uh, Atari. We need the user interface designers and artists. Every button on that screen, someone drew it, someone told it what to do. We need experts to do that. User experience is a whole nother area. Play testing, the people get to play games all day. I wish it was that easy. It can be a (laughs) mind numbing experience when you're playing the same broken game over and over. But we need those testers, quality assurance people. I mentioned the community management, live streamers. So many companies now hire their their own live streamers because that's such an important part of interacting with the fans. What we see more and more is that the most successful games aren't just technical achievements, but they're also achievements in building a community that wants to interact with each other. And with the growth of esports, this is truer now than ever before. 
to have a successful game, you have to have a successful community of people who care about it. And to be honest, the companies have to care about their players and their fans as well. And that's creating a whole new area for people to enter the industry as well. Wow, wow. And so a couple of weeks ago, I introduced Mr. Hamlin and he is um, working with eSports to give college scholarships to high school students. And so his organization is increasing as well. And so, Andrew, you mentioned a mouthful. Basically, let's start off and do some bite-sized pieces with what you said. You mentioned that, yes, you can go the degree route, which you should because it teaches you how to think and stay in the long run. But there are some individuals that have learned it on their own and mastered the material, mastered it well. So the fact that they are they are employable as well as starting their own business. And so what that leads me to ask you, Andrew, is what is the Georgia Game Developers Association and why is it a trade association needed in Georgia? I mentioned that in your, bi- in my, in your bio, but could you explain to us what the Georgia Game Developers Association is and why a trade association is needed in Georgia? Sure. So this is actually a little bit unique and I'm sorry it is. I wish we had more state associations. Uh, Back in the 90s, I was a founding member of what was called the Computer Game Developers Association, which turned into the IGDA, the International Game Developers Association, which still works on behalf of game developers all over the world. But in Georgia, we have an industry that was growing. Well, actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't even growing. When When we started this association, there were essentially five studios around the state. And we had a more robust industry in the late 90s that tanked after we had that uh, recession back in uh, 2000. And my studio was one of two that survived that recession. And we felt we really needed to ensure that that kind of hit would never happen again. People just left the state because there are no studios to work for again. So we formed the association. We started the Siege Convention, which is now the largest professional game development conference in the South. And we also lobby on behalf of the game industry. Some people know that Georgia has a very robust film industry because of its tax credits. What they don't know is that that same tax credit program also covers video games. So the state itself made a commitment to these, this technical growing field, which we all believe is the, really the medium of the 21st century. And it went from those five studios to now we have more than 160 companies around the state involved in game development. And that doesn't even include the companies that are involved in things we don't represent like gambling and so on. So we felt it was necessary to have the association in order to really protect the growth we knew could come. We had the schools here, we had the talent here. We had so many great people leaving the state to go work in California or Washington on games and we managed to keep them. Now we managed to keep them here. Wow, wow, very interesting. And and so what type of people tend to get into game developers? Are they pretty much young, older, middle-aged, men, women, or what type of people do you see actually moving into these fields typically? Sure, I'm glad that there are some incredible women in the game industry that we have. I'm not young anymore. I started game development in (laughs) 90, so I've been in this game for a little bit. But yeah, there is a perception that they are primarily young and male. And I'm very happy about the Atlanta community because I think that anecdotally speaking, it is the most ethnically diverse game development community I've seen in the world. But there's still a lot of room for improvement. It is far too monochromatic. It is far too much out of one demographic. And that's why I'm always excited when schools like Morehouse or Albany State or Georgia Southern bring in their own programs to start graduating some really good talent. 
So there's always a need for more more women in the game industry, though. I mean, some of the most incredible game developers we've had creating some of the best known games were women and still work on the biggest and best titles. And I'm very, very happy to see the rise of game development internationally. The fact that China, India, of course, Europe, Latin America have got growing, robust game development communities. This is just, I mean, I admit that I've got a, a selfish interest in this. I want to play more great games. And the more people we have making games, the more good games I'll get to play. Having a game industry that's more reflective of the community is going to be invaluable, not just to the growth of the industry, but to expanding what is a fascinating medium and, and rapidly growing one. Right. And so if someone wanted to get into this, this field and they don't want to go the four-year degree route because they don't feel like they're going to get the hands-on experience to just start making games off the spot. What should, what do you suggest that they, they do? Should they just go in and join the Georgia Game Development Association or what are the route? And then if someone is living outside of the state of Georgia and they still want to get involved, can they still get involved with your organization? Oh, absolutely. We def we do have members, especially Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, few in South Carolina. So we are definitely open for for folks from around the from other places. But the tools are free. What you need to do is focus on what is do you want to do? Or you want to be an artist, 3D art, 2D art, programmer, etc. The game tools, Unity, Unreal, Construct, Fusion, all of these make professional quality games, and you can get them for free. Blender is a wonderful free 3D art program that you can use if you want to start developing those skills. There are some cheap game development tools that anyone can use, which are even easier, like a game maker, RPG maker, et cetera. And you can make full games in these. And some people who use more robust engines to make games will use these tools to prototype their own. There's nothing that teaches game development better than actually doing it. That four-year degree is invaluable. I love the game development programs we have here. Those teachers will keep you focused on making games. You'll leave college with several games under your belt, ready to show off. But you can do this on your own, and you can do it on your own easily. And I recommend you do it with friends. They'll keep you on schedule. They'll keep you working. And it's so much easier having several people pulling together rather than just trying to pull alone. Very, very interesting. So, audience, Andrew mentioned, gave us some really golden nuggets there are some skills that are pretty much made by not sitting in the classroom and learning you know as you can see i'm an educator for engineering degrees but there are some skills that you can really learn on your own and create your own destiny game development is one of them as andrew mentioned as he mentioned you know there's nothing like doing it on your own, learning it on your own. I mean, there's so many software out there at this point that people are learning different various softwares on their own and then teaching others. And as Andrew mentioned, teach your friends. Sometimes you need your friends and to be accountable so that you guys all learn together. And then sometimes that grows into a company. And then for at that point, then that experience Bands, your awareness, you're in a business and, and doing transactions and learning as you go. And so you want to take some of these skills. Blockchain technology today is a hot field right now. Cryptocurrency. These are some of the things that colleges and universities are not necessarily teaching. Some of them are putting programs together really quick after COVID to make this happen because the system is always changing. We're always in a changing environment and you always have to pick up new skills. Even myself, these degrees are great, but every single week, every single month, I'm learning a new skill to keep up with the fast 
pace trends. And so this is one of those industries where you can pick it up and learn as you grow. Have fun as well with friends and then become employed, maybe even start your own business. Can you speak more on that, Andrew? Oh, absolutely. And you're absolutely right about the skills. We have more than 400 free videos for our members on all aspects of game development and esports and live streaming and great how willing our members are to share their knowledge in fact you can see a lot of those videos up on our youtube channel georgia game devs d-e-v-s on youtube and you can get access to hundreds of free videos there we keep a number of them just for members so if you're a member you'll get access to those as well but you'll be able to make your first games just after watching a number of those uh, different videos and your discussion about uh, entrepreneurship that's exactly how my company started friends getting together with an idea of what they want to form working on it had some skills ready to learn new skills along the way and uh my company holistic design incorporated we have now been around since 1995 and we've just released this year 2021 the game on xbox playstation and we on switch on february 9th so wow yeah it's something you can keep going with and enjoy and it feeds into so many other practices and yeah it's a having people you can count on is a key aspect of this or any other business you'll learn a lot about your friends when you have deadlines and things <laughs> need to be turned in that's for sure <laughs> i'm sure they sure you will yes yes now andrew you mentioned something about entertainment where does gaming fall in the sphere of entertainment you mentioned that you know at some point California was kind of doing more of it and then you switch it over to here. Could you explain that? Absolutely. So as you mentioned in my bio, I'm the chair of the DeKalb County Entertainment Commission. This is one of the two counties that makes up Atlanta. And this is, and Georgia's become the major filming hub. And we have filmed, well, there's a new TV show, Wanda Vision, that's coming out that was shot here. A lot of Black Panther was shot here. Jumanji, all these great movies. Stranger Things was shot here. And The Mandalorian is, of course, being produced using gaming technology. So we're seeing more of a merger between all these tools. California is still the epicenter for game development. There's no denying that more money is going into the games made there than anywhere else. But there are a lot of other great places. New York has a company called Take Two that's done things like Red Dead Redemption. Um, The Madden game is made in Florida. We already talked about the excellent Epic Games company with their Unreal Engine out out of North Carolina. So what we're seeing is this slow merger of all the different areas of entertainment. We've seen so much great music now coming out of games. We've seen great musicians getting involved with uh, game development. I love having great soundtracks in my games. I'm very proud of the soundtracks that have been in my games in the past. And I think they do an incredible job in setting the tone. We're seeing game tools and technologies more and more used for movie production, TV production. I mentioned uh, weather.com, weather channel here, using the Unreal Engine and game tools and techniques to make their broadcasts so vibrant. The East Coast is growing in its game development clout and strength, just as it's growing with the film community and just as it's growing with TV production. And frankly, I think we've always been the place for music. <laughs> yeah. That might just be that just be my yeah. bias here. Yeah. As a as a New Yorker on the East Coast, we are by any rate. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So this is only going to keep growing. We release our economic impact or economic contribution report every year to the game industry in Georgia. And as you noted, it's, it's getting closer to a billion dollars. It's more than that in North Carolina right now. 
I can guarantee you that. And we're just going to see continue to grow and to expand out from what you think of as a traditional video game. What is a game? What is a TV show? What's an amusement park? They're merging more and more. I have all these friends here and in Florida who work on virtual reality rides. We've got a great studio here, Pulseworks. It's got rides in the Air and Space Museum, the Atlanta Aquarium, et cetera. And these are games that are also rides. And I love seeing how these are all crossing over. And it is great seeing the skill sets that have gone into theme parks and like coming into the video game industry and vice versa. Really great and really an anticipating thing of what game developers are moving into. And so audience, as you can see, it opens up opportunities to get into the entertainment world and another avenue for, for those who may like entertainment and want to still be in the game industry as this field is growing with leaps and leaps and bounds. And so, Andrew, could you tell us what is the average net worth of a video game developer? There are some people out there that may be sitting on the edge of their seat and they may say, hi, I, I need a, a career change. I want to get into this field. What is the average net worth? Sure. The average salary here in Georgia is 70000 and that's And we believe that this is pretty much the same between median and mean. Um, not much difference between those. And that's actually a little low end on the average pay for video game developers in the United States. I'm sorry to say California is definitely higher. I think their average is around 80000 But of course, cost of living in California is significantly higher than it is in Georgia. But yes, these are very high paying jobs. Leads are all in the six figures. Uh, if you're at a major or even mid-level studio and you're an art lead, programming lead, or high-level coder, design lead, producer, you're making six figures. I love that we have studios here in Georgia like High Res Studios. It's more than 500 employees making this kind of an average salary. Uh, Tripwire Interactive here, and of course, bigger names like Cartoon Network, Game Studio, Adult Swim, and so forth. So a lot of opportunities. And we have our indie studios where they're making it more of their revenue. We've got indie studios where the members are pulling in six-figure salaries each just off of constantly turning out very good games. Wow. Wow. Very, very interesting. And so, Andrew, there could be someone who's saying, all right, I've made my final decision. I'm going to learn game to be, a, I'm going to become a game developer. What pathway should you suggest them get into? Should they just master a game first, then go out and apply for a job and just kind of ease their way in? Is there a certain pathway that you would suggest them? I'm a big fan of that pathway. And the, I mentioned the Unreal and Unity engines are two of the big ones that the studios use. If you sit down and start using those for free, and you don't have to be a programmer to use them. You can learn programming along the way. Their uh, Unity was designed so artists could make games and they've streamlined the tools significantly. I would just sit down with those tools and start working on game development. One of the amazing things now is that there are so many game assets available, the art, the underlying code, the uh, interfaces that you can buy or even get for free that you can, people are kind of jigsaw puzzling together their own games that are pretty fun using these free tools. And they're certainly doing that for their portfolios. And once you have things up there that you're proud of and you think can pass professional muster, oh, we the game industry is got such demand for talent right now. Under COVID, our production has just shot up. People are working at home. They're working very well at home. Product is coming out and there's just so much demand for more product and more product. All, all of our major studios here in Georgia are hiring and hiring multiple, multiple uh, positions. I look up the game job ads and there's so many opportunities right now. And 
better than ever before for work from home. Used to be you'd have to move here to Georgia or move out to California, move to Washington. Now, a lot of these are those work from home positions. So yeah, the number one path I'd recommend, download these tools, look at some of the videos on how to use them and get to work. Awesome. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about after this commercial break. Game development after COVID, before COVID, and the future of game development. After this commercial break, we'll pick up from where we're left off with Mr. Andrew Greenberg on game development. Hi, I'm Dr. Orlando Morris McCauley Jr., a candidate for Episcopal service in the AME Church. I'm the father of three young men and one daughter who are millennials. Their vision and concept of church is quite different than tradition. One of my visions as candidate for bishop is to find innovative ways for which millennials can exercise their gifts and share their vision, especially through technology. There are a few ways you can help the Macaulay for Bishop campaign by donating monetary gifts. You may do so by visiting our website at www.macaulayforbishop.com and clicking on the donation page on the menu. You may donate using the Cash App or the Givelify options. Your gift can make a huge difference in the life of the church. Find us on Facebook at Macaulay for Bishop 2020. Share our link, promote what we do, or find out how to volunteer. The Lord blessing keep you is my prayer. Did you know that each of us consumes more air each day than anything else in the world? We breathe in over 3,000 gallons of air every day. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, indoor air levels of many pollutants may be two to five times and sometimes more than 100 times higher than outdoor levels. Whether or not you suffer from allergies or not, there is something you can do about it. Introducing the Volera Air and Surface Pro Plus, which combines five nature-based processes into one unique, proven, active technology system that helps clean the air you breathe and the surfaces you touch. Eros, the global leader in surface and air purification solutions, announced on September 30th, 2020 that independent test results of their hydroxyl blaster with active pure technology confirms that the product kills the SARS-CoV-2 virus on surfaces. The testing data established a 99.98% surface kill rate of live SARS-CoV-2 virus in only 7 hours over 300 square feet of space. SARS-CoV-2 is the known virus that causes COVID-19. During a pandemic such as we are currently living in, you cannot afford not to have this device in your home and or office. Order the Volera Air and Surface Active Pure system today at volera.com forward slash Odell Glenn PhD. Again, that's volera.com forward slash Odell Glenn PhD. Does your child have an interest in STEM? Is he or she always asking the why questions? With four engineering degrees behind him, Dr. Glenn can help you better navigate the process. Sign up on his website at www.ogstem.com for newsletters, his upcoming book, and webinars dedicated to STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. The key to success is to plan early. It's never too early to plan. Do you need a certain SAT score to get into the college of your choice? Well, Dr. Odell Glenn can help you get it. The three-tier foundation offers online SAT prep classes. Dr. Glenn will show you test strategies and tactics needed to get the score you want. The exam is beatable with the proper coach. We are open to working with individuals, schools, and groups for six-week online sessions. Sign up at www.3tierfoundation.com 
forward slash SAT dash preparation. That's www.3tierfoundation.com forward slash SAT dash preparation. In need of a motivational speaker for your upcoming event? Dr. Glenn speaks at school graduations, public gatherings, colleges, and universities. In addition, he is a national radio personality as well as published author. Have him speak at your next in-person or online event at 3tierfoundation at gmail.com. That's the number 3tierfoundation at gmail.com. Do you have that burning desire to educate, empower, and inspire community? We here at WDRB Media provide you with such wonderful opportunities to make such a positive impact. So step out on faith and make a significant difference with your gift. We care about your voice and the impact it has. Call 1-877-342-7770 and provide them with the code 1349 to begin the process. That's 1-877-342-7770 and code 1349. We've had an interesting conversation with Mr. Andrew Greenberg. I hope that you have been taking notes and taking them with a lot of intuitiveness and wisdom and that we've all gathered. And we've been talking about game development. And so we left off talking about COVID. Andrew, can you explain what, I mean, if most businesses shutting down with universities going online and now this new norm that we're in, you know, and the workplace is uncertain. Can you tell us how game development was prior to COVID, after COVID, or was it about the same or is it growing or is it slowing down? I think you mentioned it is definitely growing, but can you give a before and after synopsis of the whole field of game development? Absolutely. And there has been a significant change pre-COVID most of the studios had traditional offices. You go into the office in the morning, 9, 10, whatever the start time was, you crank out work uh, until you felt it was safe to get on the Atlanta highways and drive home. And you'd have meetings throughout the day and projects would have deadlines, deadlines would slip, but good products would still launch and eventually get out. What we've seen under COVID, our studios went virtual back in March. Just shut them down, everyone go home take your machines with you. And production got so much better. People working at home without the time wasting meetings, without interruptions, in their own environments, just cranked out product. My members were amazed at how much was being done on time and what the good quality of it was. I mentioned a few of our members like Tripwire Interactive, they released I won't say it's a throwaway game, but it's a game where you play it as shark. Not going to be, we thought, the number one seller, but suddenly became a big hit on every platform. It was a major seller for 2020. Hi-Res Studios, they released their new game, Rogue Company, and it, they've been a successful company for years now, but this is having more users before it's officially launched than any of their other titles. They're setting records constantly for single day use. The products are better. The demand is there. People are working, doing very good work. And it, it's a great opportunity for folks to get on into it. One concern many of us have is production is great. What's going to happen during the next concepting phase when everyone has to be coming up with those ideas for the next games? We're so used to having what are called water cooler moments where the programmers walk around the office, bumps into an artist, they start a conversation and suddenly it sparks great ideas in both of them they might not have ever had. So our companies are finding ways to spark those exact sort of of creative moments. 
So we'll see how that continues to roll for 2021. But yeah, nobody's really in a rush to go back into that old office space. Now we're trying to find a way to make the virtual office work most efficiently, but it's definitely working. And the demand, everybody is playing games. There have been excellent games that have come out during COVID and I think partly because of COVID. And we are seeing more people getting involved in games in more way. Live streaming is at such huge numbers now. People playing games, whether it be in YouTube games or Twitch, just so much viewership for games and so many really interesting people getting into live streaming, showing off games and game development techniques and the like. And the communities building around games are are just fantastic. We're seeing these wonderful groups of fans building their own content for many of these games. I mentioned Tripwire. It's been wonderful seeing their fans build content for the games. There's a company called Roblox that just went public. They have a game very popular with children, but kids can make their own games within this game. And it's become very popular, very successful. And some kids are making a lot of money making their own games within Roblox. Wow, very interesting. So Wow. So it, it really doesn't matter what age you get into, as long as you're good at what you do and focus, you can just really, the sky is the limit in this field. It's it really interesting what you mentioned, because I've noticed that even after COVID, kids are a little bit more, or while we're in COVID at home, learning online, they're grasping the concept a little bit more. And I think they're a little bit more focused and than, than being in class. And so exam scores seem like they're pretty much rising and doing much a little bit better than some of the distractions they may have coming to the college and all of the other things around them. So it's just really, and I'm sure some research will come out on productivity and exam scores and things like that based before and after COVID. And one thing I like seeing is kids who are trying to still do team sports but doing it online with esports. You talked before about college students and esports. We've given away 20, more than $20,000 in scholarships to esports competitors on the college level. And what all the colleges tell us, we have more than 20 colleges in our Georgia Esports League, is that esports competitors make the perfect rising freshmen for their schools. They are technically proficient, they are passionate, and they are familiar with working in teams and know how to do it and know how to socialize because that's what their esports are. They're team games. And apparently that is becoming more and more of a rarity. Kids who know how to work in teams. Yes, yes. I spoke with Mr. Ron Hamlet some months ago and he, we interviewed him and he basically said the same thing, that their scores are a little bit higher as far as GPAs and scores than those who don't play the sports. And that is really, really interesting. So, yeah, focus and determination will get you a long, long ways. Andrew, can you tell us the youngest, very youngest game developer that you know? What age is that person? Do you <laughs> Well, you said any age and good. I made my first game when I was in my first computer game when I was in fourth grade. And I have to admit, okay. I was very fortunate that my school had computers I could use. This was a, right. the, the second set of apples that had come out. And I, I realized how fortunate I was. And I won't say the games I made were good. <laughs> but I made games in fourth uh, video games or computer games in fourth grade. Yeah, they're definitely uh, high school kids making money at this. Junior high school kids using things like Roblox, like I mentioned before, to make money. On the esports side, one of my favorite stories, we had a championship uh, here in Atlanta a few years ago for Game Smite. And this 10-year-old kid was on the winning team, left and bought his first car <laughs> right outside <Wow. laughs> of the state of the Cobb Energy Center here where he'd held a wow. 
Avenger <laughs> just went out and bought his car. So the classics are again coming out of your neck of the woods. I'm sorry to say, with Unreal and Epic Games, their Fortnite tournament back in 2019, the big winner I believe was 17 years old, won over a million dollars. There was 15 year old or something, won several hundred thousand dollars. Oh. Um, so again, this is only two people out of tens of thousands who competed, but these are folks who are putting in that time and that focus on their passion. And we'd love to see them getting into game development as well. So yeah, there are kids putting up mobile games, easy market to put things up in. There's a area called Steam on uh, the internet where independent developers will sell a lot of games and there's no age check for you putting things out there. So the barriers to entry are so much lower than they used to be. And I definitely encourage people at any age to do so. With the DeKalb Entertainment Commission I run, we've definitely been encouraging kids junior high and high school to be um, to be making games, and there's no reason not to. Wow, very, very, very interesting. And so as you can see, audience, this is a hot field right now, and it's, going, it's growing and it's not stopping. And as you can see, it is one of those fields where you can work at home. And if you're really good at it, you can really make some great money from it. And so game developers are much needed. They cross over into the entertainment world. And so this is another career choice that you may want to look at. Andrew, can you leave contact information so that if people want to reach out to you and find more or even have you come in and speak to their organization to stir up some energy to get people into this field? How can they reach Absolutely. Best way is through our website, Georgia Game Developers Association, but it is ggda.org, letter G, G as in Glenn, G as in Glenn, D as in Odell, uh, A for association, uh, .org, we're a nonprofit, so we're an org, not a .com. And I can be emailed at president at ggda.org. We're also on Twitter as ggda underscore org. Facebook is Georgia Game Developers Association. LinkedIn is uh, the same. Our YouTube channel is a great place to get into us with the Georgia Game Devs. We're on Twitch as Georgia Game Devs. Um, yeah, we are on so many of the platforms. It can often be hard to keep up with, but uh, we are there. We are glad to talk and we definitely love our friends around the country and looking forward to more and more people getting into this field. And um, so one of the other questions that I have is what if, say, a state like New Jersey or Virginia want to start their own area game development association and use you guys as a model? What would be your suggestion of a group of developers wanting to start their own, but using you as a model to expand in their own state? How could they go about doing that? I think that's a great idea. We're a 501c6 nonprofit association. Uh, it's pretty easy to follow. Our, I mean, we're not a huge number of people working here. Uh, it is primarily game developers who want to not have to leave their home state to work in their the industry that they love. There are game developers in pretty much every state now. They really do need to band together more to help expand what they do. We have found that the state government of Georgia has been very receptive to these skills. They see the need for what we do. They see how it feeds into so many other areas. We talk about entertainment, but we are now in Georgia, a big place for us called FinTech. And so many of the people I know in FinTech got into technology because they wanted to make games. 
the desire to make games has become the main reason people study technology. I used to, because I wanted to go to the moon with NASA. That's no longer <laughs> it. It's the desire to make games is why kids study technology. So having a homebrewed industry helps drive that home, get kids excited, and make them want to stay in that state. So I think that uh, Georgia did a great job in promoting it, uh, in creating the, the tax credit to serve it and has been repaid many times over already. And it's going to continue paying dividends to the state for years and years to come because these skills are so needed. Yeah, I mean, it's a nonprofit group. You, I mean, I do work with the legislators. So if you're in North Carolina, you want to go down to Raleigh and start meeting some uh, some legislators. But there is a lot that the state can do to support these tech industries. And this really is the medium of the 21st century. TV was the 20th century. Yes. Video games, live streaming, that's the 21st century. Exactly, exactly. Andrew, do you guys connect with any of the universities like Georgia Tech, Georgia State, or any of the other engineering schools to, to do collaboration on getting students involved in the game development. I'm just th thinking out of curiosity. Yeah, constantly. Uh, Kennesaw State University and Georgia State University, two very big schools. Awesome. Um, two of the biggest schools in the country now. Our members of the association, we do work awesome. with uh, Georgia Tech, our chairman, is a person that their College of Computing is named after, a fellow named Chris Klaus, and the art schools as well, and the music schools. But it's not just the four years. We also work very closely with the technical colleges here, the two-year degree programs. We want the kids to get the four-year program, but we understand that committing to that right off the bat is a big pull for a lot of people, right. especially mm -hmm. those who come out of uh, communities that don't usually they don't usually go directly to four years. So getting right. them that two-year experience, learning the program in a two-year school, kicking out those uh, required classes at a much cheaper price, we support, support that to a great degree and then love for them to go on to complete the four-year degree. So here we have Georgia Piedmont Technical College. We have Gwinnett Technical College. We've got Chattahoochee Technical College, Wiregrass Technical College, and they're also forming esports teams. So we love working with them. The, these are kids who really have a passion to do it, just have never been exposed to how do you do it. Right. Awesome. Love catching them at that, at the tech schools and saying, look, there's so many things you can do with the skills you're learning here. You've never had a chance to really picture what you could do. Right. And Andrew, you guys are doing an awesome job and I commend you, as well as Mr. Ron Hamlin, who's doing a great job here in South Carolina bringing forth esports and bringing forth game development so that people have an awareness, these kids have an awareness that there is something better that they could do with their lives or they can use it as a building block. They can build a career out of it. And then connecting with my nonprofit, for those that already know, I have a nonprofit which prepares students for the SAT. So, of course, if you're getting a scholarship and you need a scholarship and you need the SAT score to get in, I'm the guy to help you. Andrew is the guy to help you build a career in the esports to get where you need to go. Sometimes you don't need the SAT, and sometimes you may not go to a four-year college. You can go to a two-year college and then still build your skills up, run a business, and utilize that for, for great things. So these are game development is another skill set to say, hey. There's more to working than just in McDonald's. There's more to working or not having a game plan. If you like games, and again, this is not going away because it is continually exponential growth area. The, the white, black and white TV will never come back. 
as well as some of the old antiques. We're actually talking about now electric cars, cars that do the driving. So, you know, technology is always going to change. This is going to continue to grow. And if you're a developer, that's just going to build upon a legacy if you are really committed to working with it now. So please contact Mr. Andrew Greenberg and get his information. Could you just leave your information one more time before we go, Andrew? Absolutely. I'll throw you out one anecdote about electric cars. I remember about 20 years ago now, going to a convention in San Francisco called the Game Developers Conference. And there was a giant spaceship rocket in the middle of the hiring floor. And there was this company I'd never heard of and this guy, Elon Musk, I'd never heard of, but he brought in one of the new rockets for it. And he was hiring both for Tesla and for his SpaceX group at the Game Developers Conference. And what I've learned since is that has been one of the major groups he has hired out of. Yes. has been game developers. Yes, yes. You can absolutely reach me at president at ggda.org. G is in Georgia, G is in game, D is in developers, A is in association.org. Website is ggda.org. And uh, yeah, definitely add us on Twitter, ggda underscore org, or grab us on pretty much any other social media platform. Andrew, you just mentioned Tesla. I know right now Tesla stock is really great right now, but right. Have, do you know anything about game developing companies, what their stock is right now. I'm sure it's going up. It's good to get in. By, sure, everybody's by. high right now. Nintendo, yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody's yeah, yeah, right now. Yeah, Nintendo right, is doing very well. Right, EA and right. Activision have both seen it. Exactly, exactly. Um, so With Take-Two, just keep an eye out. When they announce their next Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption, you'll see a big spike. So just be ready exactly. when they announce launch dates for any big title suddenly their stock spikes. Exactly. I mentioned Roblox just went public, but it's also the tool makers. The Unity company I mentioned is public. Unreal, the Epic Games team folks, they're not public or you'd, you should be uh, putting some cash into that one uh, right now. <laughs> right, right, right. And so audience, I say that to, to keep your awareness open. When trends are rising, those are the trends that you want to kind of look into. And if you're young, you may want to get in these trends as well because they reinvent themselves. They, they don't go down. They reinvent themselves to other opportunities. So you want to keep your eyes and your ears open for that. Well, guys, this is all the time we have on the OG Inspiration Show. Boy, time goes fast when you have guests like Andrew, who are is very technical and has a hot feel. And so, Andrew, before we go, is there any final words you would like to give to the audience? I'd love folks to check out our Siege Convention, S-I-G-E-C-O-N dot N-E-T. That'll be uh, in the fall. And definitely just keep learning. As uh, Dr. Glenn has mentioned, you want to learn these skills now, but you'll keep changing. My skills have had to change numerous times uh, in my time in the industry. And that isn't, that's a challenge, but it's also one of the funnest things about it. You're always learning. You're right. always developing. You're always becoming a better person. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much. Um, Andrew, this has been a treat and a pleasure, and I'm sure someone out in the audience will be either contacting you or they've made a decision to move into this field and learn some new games and become good at this. Well, this is the all the time that we have until next week. Be blessed, be empowered, be encouraged, be inspired, be educated, be transformed. Again, this is the OG Inspirational Show, Dr. Odell Glenn signing off. Have an awesome week. Until next week, God bless.